Shalom Aleichem. Pax Vobiscum. Assalamu Alaikum. Peace be with you. We've come this morning to certain parts of verse 54, but um, I'm not quite sure how we're going to put this into the essential Quran. Um, I'll read it first in any case. O oh, you who have faith, should any of you desert his religion, God will soon bring a people whom he loves and who love him, who will be humble towards the faithful, stern towards the faithless, wage or struggle in the path of God, not fearing the blame of any blamer, that is God's grace, which he grants to whomever he wishes. And God is vast, uh, all-embracing and all-knowing. Um, now, Noreen has asterisked a couple of parts of this verse um, because they're so crucial in Islamic spirituality, and we discussed this to some extent. Um that this part of the verse that says uh, about talks about the people yuhibbuhu he loves them this this folk and they love him and that's such a crucial verse cited or part of a verse words cited again and again by the sufis in expounding the principles and practices of divine love um, so she's asterisked that part, and we'd probably have to um, make references in in the notes, give some kind of commentary to to the Sufis who have cited that, and then also this part of the verse was extremely important for another um, dimension of the the Sufi phenomenon, which is called the malamatiya, the people of blame who are referred to by Ibn Arabi, for example, as being the, I forget the word he uses, the princes of this community, or the greatest ones, the leaders, and even referred to the Prophet Muhammad as being one of the Malamatiya, the people of blame, who fear not the blame of any blamer. On the surface, it seems pretty straightforward, but there's a lot of depth when you look into the doctrines. And again, the way those doctrines are put into practice by the original Malamati and not those people who went out attracting people's blame in order to destroy their own egos, um, as opposed to those who who seek the praise of others to boost their egos. The uh, later Malamati actually did outrageous things in order to incur the wrath and the blame of the conventional-minded people in order to crush their egos. Um, that was a later development, but the original Malamati, as it's described by Sulami in the Risala Malamatiya, um, and he's describing the, his grandparents' generation. His grandfather was one of the greatest Malama, Malamati sheikhs. Um, there it's far more subtle, far much more to do with, with, with blaming oneself for any manifestation of pride or egotism 
Um, in any case, it, I think we'd have to, if we're going to include this verse in the essential Quran, we'd have to go into some of those doctrines as well of the Malamatiya. So that's 54. And uh, 55 is, we'll read it now as well and just have it registered as it were for when we when we come to transcribing these verses and putting them into the essential Quran. 55 is another one which needs quite a lot of comment. It's short and it's got three asterisks uh, by Noreen and it's highlighted with her marker and everything. Your wali is only God and his messenger and those who believe those who establish prayer and give alms while in a state of bow while in the in the prayer posture of bowing while they're bowing in prayer and again we'll have to give a lot of commentary on this um to do with this wali what does it mean say god is your wali wali is a guardian patron friend uh, master has all of these and many more meanings um, and so it's something that uh, we will have to to elaborate upon in the commentary so some verses like this will have to have some even though we're calling the essential Quran letting the Quran speak for itself nonetheless we'll have to put in uh, some substantial notes by way of commentary on, on verses like this. Well, maybe I'll just say now that that um, one of the most important things we'd have to mention in this curious reference to the... Uh, first of all, it's the kind of contradiction. You only have one wali, it says, innama wali Allah. You only have one guardian, one patron, one friend one master, and that is God, but then suddenly it says, and his prophet, and all of the believers. So everyone is a wali, which means everyone is is uh, in the category of the awliya, plural of wali, awliya. And the angels are the awliya. Nahnu awliya okum, it says in one verse. We, the angels, are your awliya. We are your guiding friends, your patrons, your masters, your guides. Um... So there already we have to say that there's, there's a unitive principle operating here, one light of Walaya, which is, it has its source in God, and it's refracted through the prism of the prophetic reality. And then through that to all the hearts of all of the believers, who are then defined not only as those who establish or maintain the prayer, but who give their zakat, who give their alms, their tax to the poor while in a state of ruku' while rahum raki'oon. And that the, the, the occasion for the revelation of this verse, apparently, according to Sunnis and Shias, is uh, when Ali ibn Abi Talib was in the state of ruku' in the mosque in Medina, and he was in that posture of the prayer when a beggar asked for alms and Ali pointed to his ring and the beggar took the ring from his finger and went and sold it. 
and, and had food for his family. So it refers to Ali ibn Abi Talib specifically, he standing as a kind of symbol for all of the the whole category of, of believers who attain a particular state of sanctification outwardly symbolized by this state of, of giving charity while in a state of prayer. So there's a lot to be said about that and um, we'll go into 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 that in the as I say in a substantial note on this verse. Right, well I'll stop there. <laughs>